welcome everyone. Welcome back to a year of grace. It's Shannon, your something new podcaster. And y'all, this Texas girl is absolutely delighted to welcome y'all back once again to our year-long look at a year of grace. It has been a remarkable journey so far for the chief and I to get to this point for me to become a podcaster, y'all. I am just so blessed and so thankful to spend this time with y'all this year in the text of God's Word and studying outside of God's Word together with y'all as we build our hope and our spirit. We continue to flourish in our community Our something new community is thriving now, literally worldwide. And if you would have told this Texas girl that even a few short years ago when I was teaching Bible study in a very, very, very small chapel or out in a (laughs) very, very, very small country church here in Texas, I would have been astonished. But y'all, God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. His gifts and his call on each and every one of our lives are irrevocable. Romans eleven twenty nine assures us of this fact. He has gifts that he has poured into each and every one of us, his children. He has a call that he has placed on each and every one of our lives. Those gifts, that call, those are examples of his grace in our lives. His grace, this focus, this year of grace that we are so blessed to have together coming from me here in North Texas all throughout the world is incredible to me when I stop and ponder his measureless love for his children. My particular call, your particular call, the particular call of your neighbor, your colleague at work, a sister, a friend, a distant cousin, twice removed, as we would say here in Texas. Each one of us, y'all, has been graced by our Father with gifts and a call that he will not take away from us. We visited last time in our inaugural episode together about the topic of self-care and how self-care is so often misunderstood by women because what it truly means is becoming cognizant, becoming aware, becoming grounded in the truth of the call of our Father on each of our lives, and then setting about to guard that call, to nourish that call, to build in time, daily if possible, weekly, monthly, to nourish, to grow that call. Because that call and those gifts are not just for each particular sweet sister. Indeed, y'all, they are not. Rather, our Father has designed each one of us so that when we are shining forth, We are helping to shine his light back onto other sweet sisters. Now, my ministry 
is for women. That would not preclude a brother in Christ from listening in, but my ministry is for women. The work that God has called me to do is to help women shine from within. Now, we can only continue to do that. Indeed, we can only grow in our call once we begin to understand more thoroughly His grace in our lives. When we concluded last time, one of the things that I mentioned to y'all was our text for this year is coming to us straight from the Psalms. It's Psalm 67. Again, let me assure you, and I will say this every single time, we are privileged to gather together. You do not need a Bible. If you have a Bible, that's fantastic, but you don't need one. I have mine. I will gladly read aloud to you from the Psalms. Now, I study and and read in the New International Version of God's Word most frequently. The Psalms is an Old Testament book. So if you have your Bible, if you've dug one out from somewhere, You're looking in the Old Testament. Now, the Old Testament is Hebrew. And the Hebrew title for this book, this book of the Psalms, is literally praises. It's praises. It's prayers. It's songs. It's words that were typically sung aloud, sung privately, sung communally. Prayers offered in song, in verse, to our Father. Now we are going to be in Psalm 67. Psalm 67. We are spending most of our time this year together understanding God's grace to us. Now we can define grace in a number of ways, and indeed, many people try. God's grace taken from Psalms taken from the Old Testament, taken from the Hebrew, literally means his unmerited favor. Unmerited favor from the Lord to us. Psalm 67 verse 1 says it best. Listen, please, while I read these precious words aloud. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us us. That's Psalm 67 verse 1. Now, may God be gracious to us and bless us. So when you see an and in God's word, what you're understanding there is its connection. Just like we would see today in our writing, it's a connection. There's more to be said. The psalmist is telling us two things here right away. May God be gracious to us. And you can, you can put in parentheses to yourself. May God bless us. And then look what happens. There's another and. And make his face shine upon us. Psalm 67, verse 1, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us. Now, y'all, I don't know about you, but that sounds like exactly what this Texas girl needs. 
It sounds like exactly what my sweet sisters need. Indeed, it sounds like what the world in which we live needs. Let me take a very short break. And when I return, let's dig in to these words from Psalm 67. And we'll just focus on verse one. And let's come to understand a little more of God's graciousness. Hi, this is Meg, and you are listening to A Year of Grace by the Something New Podcaster. She'll be right back after this short break. Welcome back. Welcome back, y'all, as we continue our look at Psalm 67, verses 1 and 2. Specifically today, we are taking apart verse 1 so that we may come to understand better what we mean when we talk about the graciousness of God. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us. Psalm 67 verse 1 says, this type of graciousness from our father has the connotation of him looking at us favorably with kindness, with mercy. It's often used in terms of God taking an action or showing a kindness to man, to woman, when he or she is poor or needy. Now, many times, what will separate us from God's word more than not understanding what's on the page, what will separate us more is in fact understanding exactly what is on the page and not liking it. Many times, a woman seeking to learn more about God's grace in her life will hear someone like me, like this Texas girl, say something like, God's graciousness is expressed to us Because perhaps we are poor and needy. And that Christian woman, that woman on her road to walking with the Lord, that woman who has been in Sunday school week after week after week, the phrase we use in the South is being in church every time the doors are open. That Christian woman won't understand that in order to fully receive that bountiful graciousness from her Lord, she has to take the part of herself that is poor and that is needy and offer that, offer that to him. He will take that away. He will take it and it will be gone from our lives. He will take the part of us that feels we are not in the right place. We are not prepared. We are not ready. 
This is not our time. Surely we need, what's that word, y'all? What's the word I spoke of with such animosity last time in episode one, our inaugural episode, transition. Transition. We will feel we only need a transition from where we are in our walk with him, from where where we currently stand to where we could be if we were a woman who could admit she was both poor and needy. Because if we could admit we were poor and if we were needy, we could offer that to our father. He would graciously accept it, graciously hide it away from us, graciously exchange it for bountiful care, provision, protection. But too often, we don't want to admit that part of ourselves, the part that needs him desperately. And we certainly don't want others to know we need him desperately because then, my goodness, what would be wrong with us? How many times have you sat in a Bible study or in a Sunday school or in an adult Bible study fellowship class, whatever it is called where you are listening to me right now and felt walls go up, invisible, But truly there, walls that went up in front of the sisters that you sat shoulder to shoulder with, who needed those words every bit as much as you did, but would not exchange their pride in order to get the gift that the Lord is offering, His grace, His unmerited favor to us. Remember, we do nothing to earn it. All we do is believe, in fact, that we need it. I desperately need it. I've walked with him now and walked with him now and walked with him now, and I need it and I want it no less today than the very first day. The very first day he called me back to himself, a very hot and humid, miserable day in North Texas in October of 1996. I was poor and needy, desperate for him. I gladly exchanged that need, that desire, that emptiness, that brokenness for his grace. Many of you know the story of Esther, the Old Testament story of Esther. In fact, the type of favor or grace that we're discussing here in our Psalm 67, verse 1, may God be gracious to us, is exactly the same type of graciousness that Mordecai wanted Esther to use with the king to save her people. He wanted Esther to go to the king and try to save her people by asking for the king to show mercy. Mercy. Mercy for those who are poor and needy. He wanted Esther to go into the king's presence, an earthly king. Go into an earthly king's presence and beg 
for mercy and plead with him for her people. Now, how many times as a mom, as a wife, have you gone to your father, fallen to your knees and begun to plead for him, for mercy, for your people? A child, a husband, a family member, a parent, someone who's as dear to you as if they were your own blood. That's the type of graciousness that we're discussing when we share the psalmist words in verse 1 of Psalm 67. May God be gracious to us. His graciousness to us is limitless. We've done nothing to earn it. We've done nothing to deserve it. And yet it is there for those who are poor, those who are needy, and those who want his mercy. His mercy. When I come back, we will conclude this introduction to Psalm 67, verse 1, and we will study what it means for God to bless us. Y'all, we will do that as soon as I come back. Hi, this is The Chief, and you are listening to A Year of Grace by The Something New Podcaster. She'll be right back after this short break. Now, y'all, when we talk earlier about the and inside Psalm 67, verse 1, we spoke about how it's building. It's a building word. It's a connecting word. May God be gracious to us and bless us and bless us. Show benevolence towards us. Show kindness. Show mercy. Show goodness. May God be gracious to us and bless us. You can see the words of the psalmist here in in preparing for this song of praise, which Psalm 67 is, the psalmist is truly helping those who are praising the Lord also invoke prayer. May God be gracious to us and bless us. May he show us his unmerited favor. May he show us his benevolence, his kindness, his mercy, his goodness. Why? 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 Because we are poor. We are needy. We are in need of his mercy and his goodness. Can you think of a time, certainly in our lifetimes, can can you reflect back to a time When as sweet sisters, we have needed to be blessed by our Father more than we do right now. 
our world is in complete chaos. Things that would have been unheard of a decade, two decades ago, are commonplace and accepted and celebrated today. We need the Lord to show his unmerited favor to his daughters. The world in which we live can be challenging. It can be cold. It can be hard. It can be concerning, confusing, scary, disappointing. All of those things. We can seek him. We can find him. We can exchange all of those tumultuous emotions from our daily lives and be given back his graciousness, his benevolence, his benevolence. I remember as a child sitting in church. Now, Southern Baptist churches, which is where I grew up, were wonderful, lively, solemn, holy, sacred places of worship when I was a child. My family, as a, as a, a rule, I, I would say, stopped attending church together when I was in third grade. But prior to that, we would go as a family. My younger brother and me, my mom and my dad. And I remember the men in suits. I remember the women in dresses. I wore a dress. My brother wore a little suit. It was a holy time. It was a benevolence looking up at the pastor, looking up at the church choir from our pew where we would sit, the four of us. And my dad would stretch his arm along the back of the pew. My mom would be on one end, then my brother, then me, then my dad. And he would stretch his arm along the back of the pew. I could feel the texture of his suit coat or his sports jacket. I could feel it along my neck and my shoulders. I could feel the warmth of my family sitting all together. Those times were times when I felt God's graciousness I felt his blessing. I felt his benevolence. I would hear the words, the very stirring words of the sermon from our dear Southern Baptist minister. My heart, my little child's heart would be convicted and filled with anticipation of prayer, of asking God to forgive my sins, my eight-year-old self's sins. And I remember thinking at the time, if my mom would do it, if my dad would do it, if they would pray and ask God to forgive their sins too, our family would never leave this little sheltered cocoon. My mom, my brother, me, and my dad. My dad with his arm along the back of that pew, warm, solid wood pew, me holding my little Bible. Me reading the words in the hymnal. 
My brother being so little, he would color or draw pictures. My mom focused, wrapped with attention. My dad, serious, clean shaven, handsome. Our family sitting in that little pew together felt the benevolence, the blessing, the graciousness of God shining on us. Just like Esther, my little eight-year-old self, prayed at those times. I asked our Father to bless my family, to, to make the afternoon go smoothly for us so there weren't harsh words and yelling and screaming and storming around the house. I asked Him to keep us safe. I asked Him to keep my family intact. Esther went and asked for mercy for the Jewish people. We're going to learn more together in our year ahead. Other, what we call heroes of our faith, what they did, how they prayed, how they beseeched God for his mercy, his grace, his benevolence, his kindness, his goodness. I sat in that little pew and asked the same things. I know many of you right now, wherever you're listening to me, I know many of you are just like me and tears are streaming down your cheeks too because you have been on your knees praying. You might be the only one from your family still attending church or like so many others, it may be impossible to go now in your family situation. Maybe you've decided church isn't for you, but you still have a relationship with our Father. My prayer today for each of us is the same one that the psalmist spoke and is recorded in God's word. Psalm 67 verse 1, may God be gracious to us and bless us. The next time that we are together, we will visit about the conclusion of this passage from verse 1, and make his face shine upon us. And so I will save those stories for another day. Y'all, I can't thank you enough for spending this precious time with me. It means more to me than you will ever know. I know that you have many, many, many distractions pulling at you needing your time, needing your attention, I believe that our Father will use this time as a blessing. Please let me know your thoughts. Reach out to me. Visit with me. Share with me your impressions of episode two. I can't wait to hear from you. Each and every one of you I want to know and know well. And so for now, for me in Texas, that's a wrap. Bye for now.